a Highline podcast. Welcome to Ravel, a roundtable show about how faith gets complex with the vast amount of information at our fingertips. For some people, this complexity has caused the unraveling of their faith, and for other people, it's been liberating. Take us, for example. I'm Stephen. I'm Josh. And I'm Emily. We each grew up in different parts of the American Christian spectrum, and as some of our beliefs migrate, we still feel like our theology is in process. Theology always has fundamentally been, and will always be, an exploratory dialogue. That alone is proof that faith raveling doesn't have to be a crisis, even if it feels like it. We don't have all the answers, so we want to use this show to model what it can look like to genuinely sort through beliefs in real time. So share a drink with us as we pull on the thread of our own pressing questions. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you're listening to this, you are probably new to the show. So first of all, welcome. Second of all, Stephen and Emily, I want to know what you guys are drinking before we get started. I am drinking a delightful AeroPress of the Highline Blend Coffee. And I'm enjoying a nice tall glass of unsweetened iced tea. Um, I am drinking a Freudian slip Vienna lager from Findlay Brewing Company in Ohio. Mm. So why do we start every episode talking about the drinks? What's up with that? I think it's just a fun way to connect and to get to know us a little bit more. We all have our different tastes and flavors that we enjoy. And our personality, I think, shines through uh, when we share what we're drinking. Yeah, I find it a very hospitable way to start the podcast. I love the energy of someone has come over to my house and the first thing I offer to make them comfortable is offer them a drink. You know, what can I pull out of the fridge or can I make you a cup of coffee or something like that? And as we invite people to our metaphorical home that is this podcast, I think it's just a cool way of equalizing the the playing field and just kind of creating a an atmosphere that is reminiscent of sitting around a living room chatting about what's going on in our lives or grabbing a drink at a coffee shop or a bar and embarking in conversation. I think the, the thing that I really love about incorporating drinks into a theology podcast too is that for me, it sets the tone that theology is inherently conversational and it always has been. And there's something about just getting together and talking over drinks. And I think, it's, I think it can be really magical. Mm. For anyone who's new, what should we tell them that the word ravel means? Or indicates. Ooh, that's fun. It means the same thing as unravel, counterintuitively enough. Fun fact. It's just an unnecessary negative when we say unravel. Mm-hmm. And I think to us, at least to me, what ravel feels like it represents is a much more gentle metaphor for what we've all experienced as faith deconstruction. Mm. Yeah, there's something about the imagery of something raveling like twine or a sweater it's still whole but there's pieces that are coming undone and it's not necessarily a bad thing but there are ways that we can mm. still have the sweater be intact even if that means some of the strands you know fall away and i think the same is with our faith there are parts of our faith that we are constantly navigating and discerning and trying to understand and some of those pieces may fall away, but it's still our faith is still intact. And 
I, I like how Stephen put it. It is a very gentle process. Yeah. Some people have asked us, um, because it's such a common word, some people have asked us if we have stolen the name, which, to be completely honest with you, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's this great author. Her name is Rachel Held Evans. She passed away a couple years ago. Mm. There's another author whose name is Peter Rollins. And they have both kind of applied this metaphor towards faith and like what kind of light it can bring to looking back on your faith change like thoughtfully and kindly and also like recognizing that faith change is probably going to continue to happen in some form like we we are always learning more and that really resonated with us when we started this project so uh yeah we did kind of swipe it uh Rachel one of her first big books is called Faith Unraveled and so we're not what we're not trying to do is say like don't think of it as unraveling because it often feels like it's unraveling. But mm-hmm. what we are trying to say is uh, it doesn't have to be a negative experience in the end. Yeah. So I think we should introduce ourselves a little bit. We do have a big biographical episode. That was episode number one. Spoiler alert. The audio is not as great. So you can listen to it if you want to. But maybe let's just share like a minute bio of each of us. Who wants to go first? Oh, great. Well, I'll go first. Um, my name is Steven. I am an Enneagram One. I grew up in a non-denominational church that was basically closeted Baptist. Uh, The theology was very Reformed Calvinist. And growing up in that setting, I absolutely loved my youth group. It was like the place that I looked forward to hanging out with friends and uh, learning from my youth leaders and youth pastors. And through that, that process as well, I got engaged in the music side of church. I was a worship leader for just about a full decade among middle school, through high school, through college, and into my, uh, my early adulthood before I started having some pretty big questions that uh, church leadership thought was maybe not appropriate to have someone be a worship leader and having those kind of questions. So I, I've taken leave from worship leading almost entirely. And uh, for the last few years, I've come to a very church skeptical place. I have a very complicated relationship with my desire to even return at this point. That, and that you might hear in the podcast itself. Some, some weeks I feel very inspired by my Methodist friend Emily on the podcast. I would describe my theologies now as pretty Methodist if I'm honest, but even, uh, even still my relationship to attending church and being engaged in something that calls itself church is, uh, is tenuous at best right now. I guess I'll go next. My name's Josh. I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's kid, worship leader's kid. After high school, I went to a, if you're familiar with Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry, I went to like a bootleg version at a small church. And after coming back, I got a degree in psychology and sociology. And ever since, I've been just super fascinated with the scientific study of religion, uh, whether they're cults or new religious movements, as the sociologists say. We've done episodes about that. Um, or it's just like studying the observation of religious experience. I find it super fascinating. I think a lot of faith change happened for me during college, actually. I used to be super into apologetics and like that kind of very reasonable definition of faith. And just like in years since, my faith has just dramatically changed. Um, I used to be a chronic, chronic church volunteer between youth ministry and worship ministry. And ever since having a break from church, um, 
I'm not convinced I want to go back in any meaningful capacity. I've tried dipping my toes into Episcopalianism, um, but more often than not, I'm feeling myself being church skeptical, church hesitant, for lack of a better word. On the show, um, I've identified a couple times as a Christianish agnostic. I talk about that on some episodes and like what I think that means. Um, but I'm also not married to the term either. Like I, I think the more that I talk about these things, the more I am convinced that like talking about these things is still important, no matter how much my beliefs change. I think that having these theological conversations and making people more theologically and biblically literate actually has a huge real-world impact. So that's what I'm here for. And yeah, if you're anything like me, you might like it too. <laughs> Emily, what about you? I'm Emily. I am an Enneagram 9, and my Myers-Briggs is I'm an ENFP. I am a Methodist through and through, and I am actually serving as the pastor of Cody United Methodist Church in Cody, Wyoming. I'm starting my third year as the pastor. Each year, um, the appointment system is very interesting as a Methodist. Itineracy is wonderful. Um, and so each year, like you never really know, but I am starting my third year here. Uh, my husband and I have a beautiful little toddler, little Thea. She's 13 months old, actually, the day that we're recording this, which is pretty amazing. Wow. And I am super, super passionate about pastoral care and counseling, mental health in the church, and also about care of creation. So for me, like church camp, any ministry outdoors is huge. Church camp was where I got my call. I have been a part of church camp since I was third grade. I brought Thea and my husband to church camp. I got married at my church camp. So it's it's a place that instilled the love of exploring faith and exploring who I am. And that is what I love about being a pastor is I am not here to give you all the answers. I'm here to find the answers with you. And one of the metaphors I commonly use is I'm a sheepdog in the midst of a flock where I'm in the flock with you, but I kind of have a little edge where I get to have a little one-on-one -on -one with the shepherd in a way that's different from the rest of the flock. And it's truly a privilege to be reverend and to have this title where I'm fully ordained and I'm an elder in full connection now in the Methodist church. And so being on a podcast like this, where I get to be in everyday conversation with people is so nice. So everyone has a chance to be a theologian. You don't have to have Reverend or MDiv behind your name. And so I'm honored to have those titles, but I'm just glad I get to be a part of this conversation with two of the best guys in the world. I will say too, thanks, Emily. I will say too, uh, as someone who feels largely church skeptical, Emily has a really great presence about talking with people about that. And I think it's really wonderful. So thank you, Emily. Oh, thank you. I would be curious um, what each of you thinks, maybe like a quick answer, what each of you thinks about what it means to take faith seriously, even as we leave some beliefs behind. Because we mentioned that in our intro. So like, what do you think that looks like mm. practically? Yeah. Mm. For me, it has become finding practice. And it's really easy for me to get stuck in head theology and finding practice through, um, through belief has really become like what it means for me to be a faithful person. I think actions betray beliefs far more than the words you say about those beliefs. And so if you claim to be 
a follower of Christ and you are the most unloving person, I'm not sure I believe you. Uh, so when it comes through your mm-hmm. actions and through your practice, what does that look like? And what kind of uh, what kind of impact or what kind of like sweet taste do you leave behind you as you interact with people in your life? Yeah, I think I agree a lot with Stephen. To add on to that, I think it's especially important to ask the question, why? So often beliefs are handed down and instilled in us that we've never taken the time to ask the question, why? To shape things for ourselves, to have beliefs actually fit who we are and what we truly believe. And so this is an opportunity for us to take a look at different beliefs, different ideologies, different theologies, and to ask that question, why? Why Why do I believe this? Why did I believe this? Was this life-giving? Is it still life-giving? Because we do sometimes leave things behind, but we should take it seriously because we believed it at one point. So there must have been something that instilled in us a value that we want to hold on to or want to recognize. And so that question of why is always stuck on my brain. I think for me too, this framing of taking faith seriously, I I deeply resonate with it being towards other people. I think it really goes a long way to empathetically approach other people's faith journey. Like I, I think it's easier in some ways to do that to yourself. And when we don't extend that same grace, for lack of a better word, when we don't extend that same grace to other people, I think it just becomes like the end of the conversation. Like I used to do so much Facebook arguing and it's it's so easy to just become defensive no matter where we are in the faith spectrum. And mm-hmm. I think that the more that we encourage people to have conversations, the more productive we will be, like the more people will find a healthy version of faith whether or not that means having faith at all. And I, I think that more conversation is more important. So that's what that represents to me. So where should somebody start? Like we have, at this point, more than 100 episodes. And where do you think people should start? Well, you know, I'm always a sucker to say to start at the beginning, but there are 100 episodes, which is crazy that we've done so many. So I know it can be easy for people to maybe get discouraged because they see so many episodes. They maybe feel behind or not part of the group. So for you all, we've done something truly wonderful. We decided to kind of put together starter packs that have episodes that we think are probably the best ones if you want to give a listen to on a particular topic. Yeah, these episodes weren't chronological. They were kind of like threaded together over the course of 100 episodes, but they just happen to be about about the same topic. So these will be in the show notes. They'll be on our website. Um, you can also search for them in your pod player because they will have brackets around their starter pack title. So you can just search that starter pack title. So here are the name of those. Each one of these starter packs have five episodes in them. Number one, starter pack, we have We Clearly Disagree. Number two, Press F to Doubt. Number three, The Apologists Can't Hurt You Here. Number four, Classic Theology Gone Wild. Number five, I need something life-giving. And number six, meet me at the hot topic. And to give you just a quick personal plug, I dedicate a good amount of time to make what I think are excellent show notes in the world of podcasting. I listen to plenty of podcasts. He does. And I know what I want to find in a good set of show notes. So as you are perusing the back catalog of over 100 episodes, 
don't let a cleverly named title dissuade you. Uh, the three of us consider naming the episodes as a very uh, creative outlet for the three of us. Every episode after we turn the mics off, we all decide collectively on what the episode is titled. Sometimes they're really goofy titles like Spongebob Teaches Us Atonement or Jesus Christ and other cuss words. Uh, or Is Your Dentist a Cult Leader? Fantastic example. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh. Um, so check out the show notes, though. Uh, I try to do a bit of a summary of what the episode was about and kind of the, uh, the thread that we pulled on at the beginning and where that took us throughout the episode. I also do the work to put links to books we mention or YouTube videos or even a Bible verse if you want a quick reference to something we attempted to quote. We don't talk about the Bible every episode, uh, but when we do, I try to keep that verse referenced in the show notes for you. You'll also find links to our Patreon uh, with which you could buy us a drink for an episode and support us that way and join our Discord community in addition to access to some bonus episodes. Uh, You could tap the link in the show notes for the Highline Coffee that we sell through our podcasting network um, or find our show page on the Highline website. Um, I will also add a quick programming note that episodes 1 through 100, we did the work to censor ourselves if we chose to use a cuss word or two uh, throughout the episode. If you are listening beyond episode 101, We took a poll of our social media audiences and we found out that most people honestly wouldn't care if we continued censoring or not. And uh, we have made the decision to not beep ourselves from episode 101 on. So be forewarned if you like to listen in the car with kiddos while you're driving to or from school or, or anything like that, which we do have a great episode about cussing that I would recommend you go find because uh, it was, it was a fun Mm, one. mm Mm-hmm. It was fun. We do beep in that episode, which made it really fun, honestly. I think there was over 100 cuss words in that episode. Yeah. Oops. Um, but with that said, I, I think that like no matter where you are in faith, I would say not every one of our episodes is for you. Like, like each of us are in different parts of American Christianity or like Christian adjacent or we're like figuring out like what we believe in some ways. And you're probably not in the exact same place either. So you might like some of our episodes that are very church critical And you might not, or you might like some of our episodes that are more like theological concepts and maybe you don't want that right now. And we are here to say like, wherever you are on your faith journey, like whether you are deconstructing, you're a new Christian, um, you don't know how to make sense of your faith anymore. You feel like things are unraveling and falling apart underneath you. We've been there. We know what it feels like. And we want this to be a place that people can listen to in those situations that are often so complicated. We have two traditions on the show. We always open talking about what we're drinking, and we always close with a benediction from our resident Reverend Pastor Emily. So, Emily, how do you think you would close this one? You're starting here. You are embarking on a journey of raveling out your faith. Welcome to the club. You're not alone. This is a space and a community where we are called to be in dialogue and to listen and to share and to discern and grow and all the wonderful things that theology is all about. Acting out our faith and our beliefs and sharing with one another. So have a drink, find a seat and join us in this wonderful conversation that is Ravel.
Highline Media Network, artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.